devils in these balls, boys. The devils in these balls. That's why I tell I tell these girls I come down here. I'm like, careful now. You're devil. nothing but a wee little scallywag. The devils in these balls, girl. Why don't you try to get them out? Try to get these devils out these balls. Try to suck the devil out of my balls. (laughs) If I got devils in my balls, then you must be the exorcist. (laughs) And uh, I heard the Catholic Church certified you to get the devil out of my balls. And those were exact quotes from the 2019 movie The Lighthouse. Are we starting? Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. I was going to say, I don't want any of this to be lost. That was pretty good. No, we're, we're keeping the whole ball yeah. in the Lighthouse review. Um, so we all saw the Lighthouse, not to be confused with the very famous 2016 version. Lighthouse, yeah. We saw the 2019 version that was released on October And 18th. not to be confused with the 2013 hit film Shutter Island starring Leonardo DiCaprio. And a Lighthouse. And a Lighthouse. Is there a Lighthouse in a movie? Probably. Uh, I mean, maybe it's somewhere. Island. Okay. Maybe not remember. directly featured. No, there is because I think that's what's they, real and what isn't. That's where they do like the surgeries, right? Something like that. What's yeah, real yeah. and what isn't, Cole? What's real and what isn't? In Shutter Island. What What is real is that Leo DiCaprio's bitch wife was a murderer and deserved to die, right? Isn't that what happened? No, that's it. That's it. I'm thinking fucking Inception. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, that happened in Shutter Island too, Did didn't it? it? Did yeah. wasn't he, was he, it real? What happened in Shutter Island, Cole? Cole what happened in Shutter Island? Because he was fucked up from the war. Why Shutter Island? Like, Why there hasn't been a Shutter Island here in thirty years? I'm trying to remember <laughs> which one it was because Cole, there's no movie called Shutter Island. Fuck. <laughs> Because like, because he was married to the French woman in Inception, and yeah. she was like, "I want to go back to the dream world. I murdered the kids." And then in this one, she's like, "You're always out away on business, and that's I, why I murdered the kids. I murdered the kids. I yeah. murdered the house down." It was um, she wanted, she thought that they were stuck still in the dream because he incepted, dream, dream, he incepted right. like dream, a, dream, uh, this isn't, you're, you're not in reality because yeah. he wouldn't get out. So he went into her mind, incepted something. And she was like, Oh no, like I'm French and I want to get out of the dream. Murder the kids. So she, she murders the kids because yeah. she thinks they're dream kids. And she's like, this is the only way you'll come with me. And he's like, no, she's like, it's just a dream, honey. We'll wake up. And then she kills herself. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's, that's inception. And then in yeah. the other, no, one, that was she drowned. <laughs> <laughs> Shutter Island. She drowns the kids. Yeah, and then he like yeah. shoots her in the in like the, the gut because he's like, "You bitch, you murdered my kids." And then Casey Affleck in uh, Manchester by the Sea murders his kids. Yeah. And just like a man, he murders the kids. And what the wife doesn't murder him back? You know? No, that was Shutter Island. Cole. <laughs> God damn it. Casey Affleck. We're talking about a movie, right? We're talking, We're talking about, about a movie. A man, two men, and a lighthouse. Yeah, and um, so gorgeous movie. While black and white is visually stunning, like the way composition's framed, it's shot in three by three by four yeah, aspect, aspect, aspect ratio, yeah. four by three, whatever it's called. Four by three. thirty-five millimeter film. Um, so it's it's a very gritty looking film. Yeah, uh, very. It, it's claustrophobic. I w- I would say right. I would say that um, if. So this is Robert Eggers, the director. He directed The Witch. The Witch. Yeah. Um, so if you're familiar with that movie, I think there'll be a lot of elements in this movie that are familiar too. It's period. It's like very well researched. Extremely period accurate, well researched. I think those feelings of claustrophobia too. Like I think The Witch felt 
suffocating mm-hmm. in some aspects, very close, very, very intimate, like the danger and like the, the, whatever the, the horror you may say is very intimate and close to the chest. Whereas, uh, and I think you get some of that in the lighthouse too. It's very much like a hell is other people type deal. Cause I feel like the witch too is like that in the sense that hell is like family, like your family is like shitty and like, you know, uh, uh, snipes at you and like, can like like knows like you know it's like you, there's well, nothing to hide you can't hide anything from yeah them, and it's like the know? most dangerous like in in the witch it's it's one of those things it's kind of like um midsummer where it's like family is like a really scary concept because it's yeah. like these people who you're like really close to yeah. and it's like when that kind of gets turned on its head where like in the in the witch it's like they're, they're the most close to you but they're also like the ones that like damn you first like, it can hurt you yeah, the they, they hurt yeah. you easiest. And, yeah. and, and, the and they also want to fuck you easiest, apparently. In, in, the the light, <laughs> in the lighthouse, it's it's not familial relations. It's you're stuck on an island with some guy you know Our nothing roommates. about. Your roommates. Your roommates, yeah. And uh, we've all been there, right, boys? Where roommates we have from hell. Yeah. One roommate who constantly talks about him. Used, he used to be a uh, sailor at sea. <laughs> so he talks in an yeah. accent. and Like a goddamn parody. Yeah. And then, and then you realize he is a goddamn parody, and I, you uh, kill your roommate. Yeah, I or you kill the idea of your roommate. Shh. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to Are that. we doing spoilers? Yeah. Well, yeah, but just not at the moment. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We should probably just talk about more generally, like our our impressions of it generally. So there's a huge um, Greek mythology influence on the film. Rob, Rob, what is his name? Eggers. Yeah, Eggers. Robert Eggers. Yeah, yeah Robert. He he gave a uh, uh, interview. And he said that like it it was very like Greek mythology was very important, and yeah. he did a lot of research about Greek mythology for this film, which is evident. You wouldn't well, you wouldn't guess it at first glance, right? Like, you wouldn't just come up with. I that. did on second viewing. I did notice a few things where I was like, okay, this feels like a nod to a Greek tale, mm-hmm. like um, like the oil drum, like him taking it up the stairs. Yeah. Like him taking it up the stairs and then being told that that was unnecessary and he's gonna have to drag it back down. I was like Sisyphus, right? Like, yeah, which is just like an element of like futility and like exerting great effort to no avail, basically. And also how that can like, if you were like to do that and then have someone be like, "Oh, that was like worthless. What are you doing?" You'd be like, "I'm gonna murder this guy," you know. Yeah, so you have you have the Greek elements. It's just a very well told story. I don't mm-hmm. think it's you're not going to see a story like like manufactured like this every day just because there's so many layers to it. I mean, we yeah. spent a good hour, two hours after the movie just talking about it and trying to dissect right. it because, I mean, the first thing I said to you guys after it ended was, "Holy crap! I have to like think about this because yeah. you can't just." watch it and then walk away it mm-hmm. lingers with you yeah. um like the spirit of a lighthouse does um yeah the light yeah uh but so where do we want to go uh, on our review like what were the uh, big things that you guys took from it or really enjoyed about the film i mean i think i mean the performances from so like the movie is basically just two guys the whole like we have a couple couple uh, birds couple birds like a mer like a like you know like a mermaid bitch a hot like, mermaid bitch. yeah mermaid shows up but like the actors like the people performing are Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson and I think 
you know, nothing like you can't say enough about like how good they both were, especially Willem Dafoe. I maybe. Yeah. Willem Dafoe. So like, you know, the two characters are like Willem Dafoe is like basically like Captain Ahab. We've mentioned that mm-hmm. basically like sort of like, like, like salty sea captain stereo, stereotype pretty much. Right. And I think he's like Irish or is that just like, like, is that, I couldn't tell if his accent was regional or just literally just an affectation of like being a sea. Like a I pirate. think just a sea dog. Like he sounded like a pirate more than anything. Right? Yeah. Well, he was supposed um, to sound like a parody. Well, I'm kind of curious yeah. where that like originated from that, that idea of the arg you're kind of, well, it's because most pirates were English or Irish. So okay. it's like, it's an exaggeration of, well, there it's set in you know, Maine. Right. So it would, it'd be, was well, it set in Maine? Where is it set? It's set in Massachusetts, sure it's, it's right? It's set off of like, Newfoundland or something like that. I'm pretty sure it's like the idea it's is in that Massachusetts, right? Well, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't it's think he, New England coast. Yeah, I think you're there. supposed to get an idea of yeah. like New England. So or, there'd be Irish people there. Yeah, but it doesn't explicitly tell you. I think because it wants you to like not I feel have, like this location isn't actually on Earth. Exactly. It's yeah, it's just in the middle of like the 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 sea, the great roiling sea. It's um, know? it's. I would say it's a you could like draw parallels to purgatory. It's like this yeah. just this empty wasteland of nothingness. It's not hell because it's not like yeah. fiery torment. It's definitely not heaven. It's just this gray, bleak shithole. Like it could say even if you want to make if you want to like tie it to like pirate mythology, it's like Davy Jones Locker. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Just like a place for like lost souls to go and just remain stuck there. You know, so you have a lot of mythos in this movie uh, that's also tied in like it's still grounded, though. I, I think it does a good job of balancing the two where it never feels totally fantastical. I mean, sure. there, there are moments where it does take like certain liberties, yeah. but at, at most of the scenes you're watching feel grounded in reality, which yeah. I really appreciate. Like the witch is like, again, it's like, incredibly period accurate, like the way people speak, which, you know, I would say like. I, th- I think movies in general should like movie theaters should just put subtitles on movies just because I mean, if you're deaf and you want to go see a movie, they have it's like they have closed caption glasses you can wear. Yeah, but that's like, you know, you have to ask for them. The, I know that's like, what I'm saying. Like, it's all, like, all, like, all, like it, most it, movie theaters yeah. have that. Like you just have to ask for it. It's like if you don't know to ask for it. Right. Well, I mean, it says to, it like when you buy it, it literally says closed captioning. Like, like when you go up there, it says on the yeah. thing, it says if you need closed captioning like we can provide what it for if you. they can't and there's certain, there's certain what if they can't well i'm sorry they can't see a fucking movie. English. i'm yeah. sorry then they can't see a fucking movie i just think that i think blanket i do an ableism cole well because like even You're doing an ableism right now because like even for me like sometimes like well it's just like the accents can be can be hard to decipher because like we're not used to like see hearing that. like 19th century pirate slash new jersey accents uh, being spoken right so that could be hard to like just because I, and i want to hear like all the lines i won't miss anything so i'm of the, i'm of the opinion of just like yeah just slap like like closed captions on every movie just have it be like just have it be like the norm right? well i don't like i don't like closed captions on my movie because i typically focus on the closed captioning instead of like the acting itself um so i guess like if you want like a pure cinema experience pure whatever yeah. cinema experience like you wouldn't have closed captioning on there and like i said like if you want closed captioning the option is there for you, you just have to ask for the glasses we get weird, like you know 
like you know, gotta look, wear glasses. But I like, think we're it, too far. But it's either, let's go but, back but it's let's either, go back to the it's either you wearing glasses or like literally everybody having to see subtitles on the screen, even if they don't want subtitles on the screen. So it's either an inconvenience for just you or an inconvenience for everybody who doesn't like that. Uh, agree to disagree. I okay. guess. You're doing an ableism. Let's move on. Okay, how let's, okay. let's move <laughs> on. We're moving on. I don't think either of us are doing an ableism. <laughs> yeah. I, think it's, I think it's all like a matter of personal. More taste. like a captain. Ableism. I will say, like in my personal, in my like when I watch <laughs> movies, I put I usually put subtitles on just to start because I don't want to. Well, you're goddamn, you're goddamn fake, you're goddamn liar, <laughs> you're goddamn liar. I'm just an honest man looking for an honest pay. Yeah, you're goddamn liar. Um. Yeah, I think what's interesting is that, like, in the realm of, like, film and stuff, like, so we have to, like, when we talk about, like, stories, like, when they're coming out, like, uh, the majority of stories, we go, okay, why is, like, this story coming out now? Like, because it's a product of its time, you know? Like, all stories are, like, I don't care what anyone says. And you, you kind of look at it, you go, okay, well, like, if, you, if you're researching Jane Austen or whoever, you go, okay, Jane Austen, it's like a, a, a parody. It's a woman writing a parody of Regency Society, right? And so you can kind of see that. Well, like, what's interesting about The Lighthouse is that it's introspective. So, like, a movie like The, uh, a movie like the Joker, right? It's very <laughs> much like, you know, it's very much like, okay, we're going to look around, like, society, like, society yeah. right? And we talked about that movie enough. But, like, whereas The Lighthouse is very introspective, so it's like two sides of the same coin, right? So like, yeah, it's literally like, way. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's like, it's literally like, okay, well, this dude's going really fucking crazy. And it's like, why, like, why is this story, like this story resonating and why is it coming out now? Right. And so it, it's kind of interesting to kind of track that and go, okay, well, like, you know, when you have like this, like a lot of people developing like neuroses yeah, and then you have a movie that's like cathartic, it, Greek, right? So it's yeah. cathartic. You get yeah. that catharsis of watching these great performances and this like introspection of like, okay, well, you know, and there's like questions raised in the film, right? Like, is it real? Is it what's happening? Stuff yeah. like that. A is lot it just like Shutter Island? Yeah, exactly like Shutter Island. They just ripped it off. Anyway, yeah. um, <laughs> so, you know, you kind of think about that and it, it's like, whereas the Joker's like, okay, we're going to look at society as a whole. We're going to look at that as a problem it's like well this is a problem with one man and, and I, I thought that's interesting like like watching something um you know that was just one to two guys <laughs> having a problem i would say that yeah. you could you could say that this movie is the antithesis of what the joker is where this movie mm -hmm. has a lot to say it's like matt said introspective yeah um, it has this great story building techniques and it's just very tight. Like they didn't ad lib any of those lines. Those were all in the script and very tight yeah. movie. Um, it, and then you have a movie like the Joker where it's the complete opposite where it's, um, you know, a superhero type film mm. about society and doesn't <laughs> really say anything. Yeah. Um, I would agree with both of those takes pretty much. Um, and I, I'm as someone who is like a fan of spooky movies and also a fan of movies that are take history seriously and try to like capture, like try to capture a moment in time. Right. Which I biggest, you're the biggest fan of the last samurai then. 
Oh my god! Huge fan. The Last oh, Samurai is yes, a white guy. Last Samurai is a white guy. The samurai were all like just good boys who loved tradition. Totally weren't just like ro- like like bandits with like you know official uh, you know. Uh, totally, they totally just like rape and murder peasants because they were literally protected by the law and could do whatever the fuck they wanted. Um, yeah, they, they were all cool. Um, so yeah, I loved Last Samurai and this movie. Those are only two good <laughs> historical movies. <laughs> Great historical um, movies. But yeah, like, tries to capture a moment in time. Tries to be, uh, tries to capture like like different mindsets and how people think. Right? Because I think this movie pays close attention to like how you know would these two men like performing this job, performing this job at this time, how would they behave, right? And how would they behave in ways that we might think are, you know, like we might not understand ourselves, right? And not just trying to like equivocate and just be like, okay, we'll just make them, to make it easier for people to understand, we'll just put it in terms that like, you know, mm-hmm. which would just changes the meaning of it completely. Absolutely. Right? Um, so I, of course, love when a movie is not only spooky, Right. It's not only a bit scary, right? It's also like hardcore, like historical, right? This like Robert Eggers for me is probably one of my favorite directors now because he's done two of these movies now. And not only are they great experiences, but they specifically like are things that I look uh, for. There's rumors coming down the pipeline that he's gonna direct the uh reboot of The Last Samurai in twenty twenty one. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you just can't let me have this. No, but I totally agree. Like it the part of what makes this everything is polished about it like yeah every every little detail the way they talk and like the the characters you know a bad movie will have characters with backstories and then explain their entire backstory and then then proceed with the exactly movie. yeah this one it keeps everything very close to the vest you do find out about their backstories but again that's not even in, in super important to the story it, yeah and you're not given everything. There's a lot of mystery left. Which well, I appreciate there's a mystery. I think I think a lot of these movies have resonated like with us, especially like this and like Midsommar and whatever, whatever, because like it has faith in the audience. Like a Absolutely. lot of movies don't have faith in the audience. Yeah. Like because you know, no one wants to be pandered to. Like like when you go and sit down and like watch a movie, like you don't necessarily want like everything like. To, to be told and that's like yeah. it, we were going that way like and we're still kind of going that way where like everything needs to be digestible and it needs yeah. to be like easy to digest and like like we have to explain everything and like american movies are fucking awful about that like foreign yeah. movies are better about that but it's probably because we don't view it as an art form we view it as a commodity anyway yeah um totally nothing wrong with that yeah right yeah. um but like Smaller budget films, especially like horror, horror is doing it a lot, right? Like smaller budget films can sit there and they don't explain like stuff to you. So like one of my favorite horror movies that I've seen, and I don't, I'm not a huge horror guy, but one of my favorite horror movies I've seen recently, like in the past couple of years was the black coat's daughter, right? Mm -hmm. Great horror movie. And, and that like, it's not that scary necessarily, but it literally like, it doesn't tell you what happens. Like the ending happens and it's like, wait, what? Like yeah. that. And that's what, like it has faith in me to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Or to like, come up, just to come up. Like I can just look at it and view it as art and say, okay, this is what it means. Or this is what, like, this is what happened or whatever. Yeah. And that's, that's what like you see like backlash to some of that. But like a lot of these a 24 films, 
yeah are really and i hate to be like one of those guys that's like disney bad a24 good but yeah. like it's true because like i mean yeah be yeah honest. because like you go and see like the avengers and it or something and it's literally like we're gonna do this and we're gonna do this and this, this is, is the it. like we need ex- they explicitly lay out everything that needs to happen right explicitly lays out what the bad guy is what they're trying to do mm-hmm. like everything is just laid out i mean explicitly right there in front of you you can't mistake there's it no for room anything for interpretation yeah. there's no room for like artistic interpretation or even like and you just feel pain or you just go okay like thank you i'm not a fucking baby yeah right and like these these kids aren't babies like we watched movies that had fucking nuance like like and every kid has seen movies that have nuance in it like we can yeah. parse this out for ourselves whereas like these like these like low budget horror films are like the only ones that are doing it really where it's like yeah. okay well like there's actually fucking nuance. Like there's actually like they have faith in the audience to be smart enough to not need someone to hold their little hand and guide them through the theme park ride. I mean, I think you bring up a good point, especially with horror is that like, like nothing is less scary than having something explicitly explained to you and laid out in front of you and talked about like, like you said, black black coat's daughter. Right. And so like, um, this is not spoilers. This is like front, it's apparent, right? Is that so? It centers on a girl who basically gets possessed by a demon, right? Or 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 she's just mentally ill, whatever. Who right? knows? Yeah. Right? Who knows? Right? Or she's like ostracized. Her parents die. She snaps. Right? Who knows? Nothing would be less scary than if they sat down and said, "You are possessed by the demon Pazuzu. He has come forth to take your soul and to beat him. We like- have to." You know, right? Yeah. Bully him into submission. Like Annabelle, yeah. like that fucking movie, right? Like yeah. Annabelle is literally like, she was possessed by like a demon or whatever, but it's yeah. not. We thought it was the little girl spirit, but it's actually a demon. And it's like shows the. the like it's just the, telling you exactly. It shows like around. the Darth Maul demon. And it's like, okay, well, <laughs> also like, what's fucking terrifying? Like having a spiky like demon or whatever, CGI demon, isn't terrifying. What's fucking terrifying is a possessed doll. Like, yeah. That like the 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 demon manipulating it isn't scary. Like that's you know, and they they failed to like understand that, right? And like yeah. Black Coat's daughter, like you said, like it's it's very much like figure it out. Like and then when you figure it out, you're like, oh, like when you watch it and you have like this idea in your head, you go, This is what happened, you feel like you feel satisfied that that story is way you, more compelling. You were able to watch that story, you yeah. know, unfold uh, yeah. instead of having it spoon fed to you like more, a fucking baby. More writers should understand that, you know, one of your greatest tools in storytelling is letting the audience figure it out for themselves. It's and, subtext. And, yeah. and think about things because nothing's scarier than what your own mind can conjure up. You know, yeah. what you're what you're reacting to isn't necessarily exactly what's on screen. It's like the implications of what's on screen. Yeah. So um, I was going to bring up another example of that. Um, it follows. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. To me, it follows is brilliant about explaining. So like because um, like I know for a lot of people, right? I've seen so many takes on it where they're like, well, what if you did this, right? What if you went on a plane? What would happen, right? Or all this stuff. It's like the way the movie explains the rules is they have basically the, the characters have experienced the the entity tell tell them what they know, right? Which so what you get is a very limited perspective 
based on just one person's individual experience, right? And that's how this would work. Well, what's terrifying about It Follows, though, is that, yes, It Follows does, like, actually, like, explicitly tell you the rules, but, like, one of the monster, the monster follows those rules, but also, like, it doesn't handhold you in the fact that, like, they're screaming, they're like, this is the fucking monster, because it can appear as anybody. Yeah. So there's scenes in that movie where the monster's, like, or, like, someone's walking, yeah. Like to them and you don't know if it's a person or if it's the monster and it doesn't tell you. Yeah. And like it tells you rules but it tells you a very limited like this is just what this is all they know, right? right. And that's how this would work, right? And and if this was like actually going on is that like the people who have like survived and have like you know survived it could tell you what they know, but that's all they know, right? They don't know like like yeah. They haven't been on a plane. They haven't seen it swim. Like, they don't know these things, right? You get, like, a very limited... All he knows is that, like, if it gets you, you die. And you can do, like... You could delay it a certain amount of... uh, Do whatever, a certain amount Mm -hmm. of actions to delay it or whatever. But he he doesn't sit down and go, the entity started back in 1945 from a box. It came from the sky. And it doesn't matter. Like, that's the No, it doesn't Like, film criticism and a lot of it has become, like, dumb babies watching dumb baby movies because, like... I remember when like Us came out, right? And people yeah. were like, because that's a good fucking movie, but people were like, well, how the fuck would that logistically work? Why, why, why? How the fuck would that work? It's like, it doesn't fucking matter how it would work. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? Like, you're watching a movie about like government clones and you're worried about the logistics of it? What, what would the rabbits eat? You dumb bitch. Okay. Who cares? No, no, please, Mr. Peel, sit down. Direct a 30-minute scene where they sit down and go, here's how the fucking rabbits eat, Who you fucking moron. fucking cares? Like, that's the whole point. Like, and that's something that the White House does fucking perfectly. Like, it doesn't sit down. It's not like, oh, what why don't they just take the boat out, blah, blah. Who gives a fuck? Like, it's not about that. Like, and yeah. that's what... um. That's what the director understands. He's like, oh, it's it's literally about this guy or guys, depending on how you read the movie, uh, journey, right? Like their their internal, like what they're thinking. It's literally like a psychological, like deep dive into like the psyche of like a isolated lighthouse keeper or keepers. Yeah. Again, like I mean, stuff like that is like people thinking that something wasn't just explained to them is a plot hole. Right. Oh like, God. Oh, plot it's a holes. plot hole that it's like again, like us. Like there are a lot of rabbits, but rabbits need food. Plot hole ding. Yeah, that's a sin. sin. Uh, plot holes annoy the fuck out of me because like there's no like a lot of the things that people say are plot holes aren't, and also like a plot hole to some person. Like if it if it is a true plot hole, it's literally the film not or the film or the book or the narrative, whatever, not adhering to its own rules. Rules. Because like, if you say, okay, like I have a, like you can breathe in space, right? Let's go Jimmy Neutron real quick. I can breathe in space. And then someone goes out in space and their fucking head explodes. Right. And they say, that's a plot hole. But it's literally, it's literally the story not following its own rules. Yeah. Right. And that, that, like the rules of like the, the story world or whatever, or like that's been set up before. Um, but people just say like everything that they don't understand plot hole. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. So like by that definition, the entirety of the lighthouse would be a plot. I was hole. just going to say yeah. that. 
one giant plot. Yeah. It's a good fucking movie, though. Seriously. So, so do we want to move into like what our interpretations of it are? Like sure. spoilers. I guess. So um, Robert Pattinson is uh, a lighthouse keeper, and he is a singular Thomas, and he has split his personality into two Thomases. It's him, and then it's other Thomas, who is Willem Dafoe's character, because there are a lot of scenes in the film um, where Robert Pattinson uh, and Willem Dafoe interact. And they start taking on mannerisms of each other. Yeah. And there's like, there's one, like the scene that got me like 100% convinced that they were the same person was when they finally like kind of start palling around instead of like being pissed off at each other and they're getting drunk. Yeah. And that's what I think he tells them like, we've been here for like a month or whatever, or like five months instead of like however long you thought we've been here. He, well, th- he thought he yeah. passed out and woke back up. Yeah, it was like the morning. So, like, they get pissed drunk. They wake up, and the, the weather's awful. And they wait for, the like, the ship to come get them, and it never comes. And then Robert Pattinson, they get drunk again. And then he wakes up, and he thinks that it's just the next day. But then Willem Dafoe, right, is telling him, the the rots, you know, the, the, the moisture's gone to the rations. You know, we need to start rationing, but you've been saying, oh, we'll just take the boat out or whatever, right? And he's like, oh, it's just been a day. And he goes, it's been weeks yeah. since the ship didn't come, right? So, like, when that drunken, like, when he's sitting there and they're, like, smoking, so Willem Dafoe smokes a pipe. Yeah. And Robert Pattinson smokes cigarettes all right. throughout the film. And, like, it doesn't tell you, and it doesn't, like, again, it doesn't explicitly say this, but, like, in in the thing, like, the, the mise-en-scene... Um, Willem Dafoe is smoking a cigarette and Robert Pattinson smoking right. a pipe. And yeah. there's like that's like the one time you see them do that, right? And yeah. there's there's certain things like Robert Pattinson doesn't want to drink because he he he's afraid of getting drunk, and Willem Dafoe's always fucking drunk. Yeah. So like the thing is like he call like he calls Willem Dafoe a miserable fucking drunk, and Willem Dafoe calls him a miserable fucking drunk. And there's like different things like they take on each other's affectations. Yeah. And like Willem Dafoe's a dumb man. Like he, he thinks when he first meets him, he's dumb. Yeah. Like he's like, Oh, he's just a sea guy. Yeah. But Robert Pattinson's really well read. But like Willem Dafoe is like quoting literature. Yeah. Like he's giving this like beautiful massive, monologue. like these awesome Shakespearean type speeches talking about, the the you know Poseidon crowned with cockle shells, uh, the dread emperor of the sea dragging you down to the deep waters. Talk he talks about Prometheus and um, like when he's being buried alive, he's like talking about like you call it, yeah like protean like ambitions like shit like this like shit the, the, the sea captain would probably <laughs> never, not be like breaking like like because literally literally Willem Dafoe breaks out his first big monologue this like amazing like like framed shot where all you see basically is his eyes like glowing in the dark as he's screaming about how like Robert Pattinson is gonna be dragged to the deep dark ocean and turned into oblivion right that he breaks that out after Robert Pattinson's like, you're cucking shit. Like, like, and this is supposed to be like this salty sea captain who's like always drunk. And then his, he said, like, he tells him his lobster is bad. And then he's just breaking out into this massive thing. So it's like, yeah, like this type of dude probably is not like, not the, the type to go into this. Right. So it makes you wonder, okay, so maybe this is like, where is he getting it from? You know? Yeah, and and like you know, if you 
you know, like film studies, right? Like if you just go into like, okay, we're going to do like academic film studies, like everything on this, like the setting, like everything in the frame is important, you know? And, and like I said, like, you know, there's just little, the little nods like, okay, well, you know, uh, uh, he he starts like getting drunk and they call each other drunks and then like the 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 cigarette and thing that's like a that's not like a a false that's not like an afterthought like that's, that's intentional. on purpose it's intentional yeah. yeah and then you have the scenes where they're saying I'm Thomas no I'm Thomas and they like reveal to each other well that like Robert Pattinson reveals that his name isn't actually Eugene right is that Ephraim Ephraim yeah isn't actually Ephraim he actually Thomas. Um, and he changed his name because he committed a crime. And, and also, um, uh, Willem Dafoe, so like a wiki, right, is like what you would refer to like a lighthouse keeper at the time, right? right. It's a term from that. And Willem Dafoe says his name is Thomas Wiki, which is like, okay. It's like if you met a guy and his and he worked at like a, uh, a factory and his name was like Tim Assemblyman, you know? Right. Yeah. You'd be like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you someone made you up. My name was like Matt Lowe's warehouse team member. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I noticed. So I think. So we mentioned like the bit where, um, like, you know, time, like fractured time, right? So that scene where, you know, um, Ephraim, I guess Tom and mm-hmm. Tom are talking, right? And Will Nafoe saying, the rot's been, I've been saying for weeks we should be rationing. And you keep saying, oh, I'll just take the boat out or whatever, right? It felt like to me like two parts of like the same personality in the sense that like Will and the foe here is being the rational part that's saying they're not coming. We have to prepare for the fact that they're not coming. We have to make the food last, right? Whereas Robert Pattinson in that moment is being like the irrational part or maybe the part that's like, oh, they'll be here any day now. Mm-hmm. I can keep drinking and keep putting off my, my duties. It's fine, you know? Yeah, so I'm interested – the biggest thing that interests me like after the film is uh, there's two things. One. So each person has a story of a dead person. Right. So yeah. um, I theorized um, Robert Pattinson's dead guy that he killed or whatever that he he'd watched die yeah. is a, a from a logging accident. He slipped between the logs like and the fell real. In the water and yeah. The drowned. real Efren Winslow. Yeah. That Robert Pattinson watched die and then took on his he took his identity. But yeah, like he watched him die like um, yeah. And then Willem Dafoe, apparently his character had like a, a dead, a dead uh, partner in the partner, yeah. yeah, in the lighthouse, right? Yeah, a second. Yeah. And so, my theory was that much like the split personality of Robert Pattinson or, or Willem, who, whichever one's the real one, that's another that the second thing that's interesting. Okay. So, whichever one's the real one, I think that like that person who died is the same person. Okay, so you think that. They're both like sort of they're both about the same person in the sense that like this person died. They came up with differing ways to yeah. like cope with that. Right. Yeah. So maybe the 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 story um could have been that like when when they when he first comes on the shore and like the the two guys are leaving, right? Mm-hmm. To, and they're replacing them. It could be that like one of the two guys besides Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson yeah. is another guy. Like he's that, like the other guy and he kills him. Yeah. Right. And he could be conflate. He could be Ephraim, right? He could be yeah. conflating himself with the guy that he killed. Yeah. And then he could be combining that. I think possibly the logging 
accident did happen, but he could be combining the two stories where like Ephraim, the guy who died in the long accident, right. was the guy he killed. Because we do see, especially with Willem Dafoe, is that he character the stories do not match up. Yeah. In the sense that he originally says, um, because he has a bum leg and he's like, Oh, I broke my leg. Uh, and wound up at a nun hospital and fucked all of them, right? But then yeah. later he says, oh, I got scurvy, and that ruined my leg. Right, and sometimes his leg isn't fucked up. Yeah, he can that's dance true. He's not, he's not using the cane all the time. Yeah, so like sometimes he's dragging his leg, other times he's like up and dancing. Yeah. And he's like, I thought, like even Robert Pattinson, like, I thought your leg's fucked up. And he's like, oh, it's fine. Yeah. You know, but like the the most interesting question that I pose is – which one's the real, like, right. if they're both part, like, is Robert Pattinson's, like, let's just, assume, like, we're assuming they're the same person, right? Yeah. And so it doesn't necessarily matter which one's the real one. But, like, is Willem Dafoe, like, the way that Willem Dafoe looks, is that the real Thomas? And then he just imagines himself as Robert Pattinson, like, as his youth? Like a or young does, version of himself? Or does Robert Pattinson imagine... Willem Dafoe as that's his the, future. Right. That's true. Um, I would say that, yeah, like, I mean, time is a time being weird is a thing in the movie. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It did. It does feel like a weird distortion in the sense that like the future version of himself and maybe even like you could say the past version of himself, like it may be like the real version doesn't look like either of them. It's right. Just, the, this version he imagined as himself in the past, maybe he was a young intrepid guy who went to Canada, Kennedy and watched someone die. And then the future version is this old, you know, sea captain who loves to like, just live by himself in like a awful place. Right. And these two, two, you know, like play points in time have like come together on this Island. Um, but that is interesting on like which one we could say is the real like if we like actually like, if we took away all the all the you know all the um ob- obfuscations who would we see you know yeah. um I, let's talk about the ending shot because it's one of the more striking scenes yeah. i've ever watched is um you know, you you the home of your morning. Like, what's what's in the lighthouse? What is uh, right. the foe drinking off to, or yeah. doing up there naked? Yeah, sex, sex and sexuality are because my I watched it with my brother. My brother kind of was like popped a boner when the mermaid. Came <laughs> I mean, we were both popping boners. Swing, but he was saying like it, there was a bit. He he thought there was a bit of homoeroticism between the two of them. Um, well, I mean, it's all men want to have sex with themselves. So, but that's the thing too is that like apparently, because um, he was like, I, and I've seen like in like other things where like interactions with the self can like take on that sort of like sexual nature. Almost. I mean, what is masturbation? Like, you know? yeah. So like, he masturbates a lot in this movie, and he does exactly. So both of them. Yeah. So. But also, too, the sexuality tied up with the sea, right? Because mm-hmm. there's, like, we mentioned the mermaid. Oh, yeah. And her lower half is just, like, a giant fish vagina. The sea is, like, in, in fiction, is just straight up a woman. Like, yeah. it, like it is coded as a female. Just every single I mean, Will and the Which is, is weird like, for, like, Greek yeah. mythology because it's a dude. <laughs> yeah. But Will and the Foe is, like, yeah, like, the sea, the ocean has been my, mis- my mistress, my literal mistress. Yeah. So I just fuck her. Um, <laughs> the director Roger 
Robert. Robert. Roger, Roger Ebert. Eagers. Yes. Roger, Roger Ebert. Ebert. Yeah. Um, he, they did a lot of research on what the fist vagina would look like. Like they yeah. went through several Some fish iter- pussy. Hell yeah. Several iterations, and they're like, we settled on shark pussy. Yo, homegirl. Interesting. Yeah, I'd fuck homegirl. We would all would we would slide right in that shark. That shark, shark pussy. Absolutely. Yeah. That's no question. We fuck some mermaid pussy. Like, I don't yeah. Know. But there, I mean, there's a literal scene of Willem Dafoe pleasuring himself while like an octopus just like wraps it, wraps like a tentacle around him. Mm-hmm. And like, you would just see like jism just like leaking through the floor. So, Wait, can we right. And so, all start calling it jism because yeah. like, that's amazing. So, uh, Robert Pattinson's also disgusted by that. And like, how many times, let's be honest, how many times have you jerked off and been like, this is disgusting? Sure, like every even, fucking like, being, like, octopus. Like I can't imagine I'm imagining this or like yeah. I'm being involved with this. Like, you know, I love the idea that since we're going with, and I agree. Oh, the end shot. That well, yeah. Let's get there right after this. That um, I love the idea that his subconscious has locked off this complete area of the light, like light beam from himself that. Yeah. He doesn't even know like what he's experienced up there. Right. But again, how does that tie into the ending? Because I think the ending is, is just so odd. I mean, we we know where it comes from, right? It's it's Prometheus, Prometheus right? Yeah. Getting his insides eternally eaten, right? And they grow right. back at the end of the day. Is that how the story yeah. goes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's so yeah. Prometheus. He's a titan, and what happens is he. Um, he helps Zeus create mankind, right? Like humans. Yeah. And he sculpts them and he, he's the sculptor, right? And so um, he's like a weaker Titan. And so like, anyway, he sculpts them and um, they're dumb. Like human kinds are, are, is completely, they're like dumb animals. Right. And so um, he feels bad. So he steals the fire of Olympus, which yeah. is, uh, you know, in, in all mythologies across all time and space, Fire is like the the idea of knowledge, right? Yeah. So he steals the fire of Olympus and gives it to the humans. So he gifts them with knowledge. And for punishment, what Zeus does is he's like, well, now they know like they have a miserable existence. So for punishment, he ties Prometheus. And since Prometheus is immortal, he ties him to a rock and has a a hawk come every single day, uh, hawk, eagle, depending on the translation, to peck out his liver every single day, and then his liver goes back during the night, the hawk flies away, and he comes back in the morning and pecks it again. Because he's he's immortal, so he's always getting his liver pecked out by a hawk. Yeah. And so we see um, Robert Pattinson naked, his... Fresh, his very supple body, yeah, uh, on on the, the shore, getting pecked out, and we're like, okay, this is Prometheus, but yeah, where does that tie back into the story? So we, it's, I think it's important to know. Say, so, so how he gets to that point is that so him and sort of Willem Dafoe like come to a head, right? And Robert Pattinson is like, because Willem Dafoe's basically threatening to like dock his wages completely. And won't let him see the light, right? Because Willem Dafoe has said, the light's mine. Mm-hmm. I take the watch. You, you're never supposed to be in there, right? And Robert Pattinson has basically just become obsessed yeah. with getting to it, right? And he's like, please, just let me in. Let me see the light just one time, right? So he's like, no, never. So they have a fight. And Robert Pattinson ends up kicking the shit out of Willem Dafoe and burying him alive. And as he's doing that, Willem Dafoe is like going on like his other sort of big rant basically saying like talking about the promethean fire yeah and how you're you want this like you're gonna you're gonna be punished right for what you do and so 
Robert Pattinson goes up. He finally sees the light, right? And it's like this blinding, like, think like, um, it's like, what is it? Well, think like the suitcase from Pulp mm-hmm. Fiction, right? It's just a light shines out and it's like captivating and it's like so bright and overwhelming that Robert Pattinson just gets blown away by it, basically. And this sc- like ear raping scream. Yeah, he out. screams and then he falls it, down yeah. and he like he falls down the stairs and then like it's like really light. And then it like kind of fades out a little bit, like dims down, and it's him getting his liver pecked out by seagulls. Yeah, so and, and his eyes are—I noticed too—his eyes are basically like burned out, mm. right? So, um, if we follow the Greek metaphor, so a light is of knowledge, right? Yeah. So the entire time he has knowledge that he's keeping from himself, and he wants to know about it. Yeah. So he goes, he beats the the shit out of his own psyche, right? And then eventually, like, when his psyche is weak enough, he goes up there, opens it up, finds some truth, right? Whatever that is. Some truth, yeah. you know, maybe it's to do with the persons he's killed. Maybe or who he is. Who he is personally, like, you know, all that shit. And I think it it terrifies him because, like, when you find out, if you're, if you're especially if you're psychotic and you figure out who you really are, like, you're going to freak the fuck out. And I think when he falls down, I think he's dying and he's imagining himself as Prometheus because he's, he's, he's read the Prometheus legend. Yeah. So, yeah. so he's imagining himself as Prometheus cause he, he killed the bird earlier and he, it's like the bird's revenge. you know, it's like, yeah, it's the, it's the, the, the storm, right. Is the sea, the God like Poseidon yeah. punishing him because he killed a seagull. He kills a, so, he kills a seagull in a very in a very like fit ex- of rage. And yeah, so like yeah. this killing so like in Greek mythology, I told you guys this after the movie, but yeah. I'll reiterate for the listener listeners. Um in like poems and in Greek mythology, there's this thing called the Harmatea. I think that's how it's pronounced. And it's like it's literally called the missed shot, right? And it's like the if a if a, a archer knocks his bow and shoots and he misses yeah. That's no fault of his own. It just happens to miss. Well, all heroes in Greek mythology go through the Harmartea where it's the missed shot. So like in the Odyssey, Odysseus doesn't sacrifice, um, uh, like uh, doesn't give a sacrifice to Poseidon before he sails off to, to, to uh, Troy, right? Like he, mm-hmm. like, so Poseidon guides him to Troy and then he doesn't reciprocate like the sacrifice and there's like a crab that walks up on the beach and tells him and he kills the crab. It's like a giant crab monster. And he kills the crab monster and it's like, yeah. fuck you, Poseidon and sails. Yeah. And his harmartea is not, it's his hubris, right? It's, it's, it's him not sacrificing. So, so, um, Thomas's harmartea is where the bird annoys the piss out of him so much that he kills it. And he, he imagines that the gods are angry with him. So they're punishing him. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah. English major. Yeah. So how many uh, Mortys are we giving this movie? Five, what? Four, five, five Mortys out of five. Okay, Josh. Uh, I'm going to say that it's probably been my favorite V-League experience. Of, so far, I would put like, I'd say my top. Midsommar? Like even better than Midsommar? I would say it's it's close. Really? Yeah. Because we saw the fucking 20-hour director cut of that. Yeah. I would see the director's cut of, of Lighthouse. Oh I mean, God. I would, but like. Midsummer, I don't know. Midsummer was just on a different I, level. It's close. I would say like the two. Of the, I would say Lighthouse, Midsummer, um, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I think oh, are my so top three. I would put them all in my top three right now. Twenty nineteen. I, 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 I agree. I've seen other good movies in twenty nineteen, but those three I would put 
my top, like mm-hmm. as far as like outstripping the rest of the movies I've seen oh, yeah. so far, I would put them all together. Yeah. I do really want to see the lighthouse again. Cause I have this problem where like, I'll see a movie the first time and no matter what it is, I'll be like, man, that was really good just cause of recency bias. Yeah. And then I really do need to watch it again. Like, you know, watching Midsummer again just really cemented for me how good that movie is. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure it was the same way for you with yeah, Lighthouse. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think Midsummer is still probably my favorite uh, film mm-hmm. of this year, but I, I did really enjoy The Lighthouse. I thought it was, uh, I thought it was a really good, really good movie. It's definitely better than like all the other fucking shit that's been pumped out. Yeah. So, so uh, now on our list to watch that we'll review next is Gemini Man and Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> Um, We're going to do a very racist review of Black Panther. Um, what a, so Jojo Rabbit. I, I, I wanted to see Parasite, which is that Korean yes, film. Yes, no, I absolutely want to see And that. it was playing in San Francisco. I just did not get a chance to go see it. Well, I'll see it when it comes out. But it's, I, I, it should fucking come out here, man. Just give me, the, give me some good movies, please. Yeah, I saw Jojo Rabbit. Okay, would you recommend that? Um, I think that, like, it's... it's uh, not like it, it's funny and like I, I recommend it. it's it's a good movie but I probably wouldn't watch it again okay fair enough so I guess yeah. it's been our review of The Lighthouse yeah not the 2016 one or Shutter Island yeah. but those are all movies you should see if they exist <laughs>